Ah, yes. Wait till those strings take over. Hope you're having a great Friday. Hour number two. Lots of football to get to. Yes, we've talked Astros. They're up 3-2 now. Trying to close the door tomorrow night on a World Series title. Got a lot of high school football going on in the area. We'll get to that, including some history at 1.30. But right now, it is time to dig back into some college and pro football. One of our favorite segments happens right now on the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline. He is the one and only Brandon Lang. Check out BrandonLang.com. Check out Believe Me, the show he's doing with Cordell Stewart, where he has already turned Cordell Stewart into a betting expert. Brandon Lang, how the heck are you, man? When you when you're dealing with a double DHD, and I'm not talking about your number one men's adult establishment in Ooh. the greater Austin or Dallas area, I think I know that one. But it's but it's a double DHD. Yeah. Now, every once in a while, you get a triple DHD. But last night, you had a double DHD. Now, when you're dealing with a double DHD, when you take the double DHD, you better get on your knees and. <laughs> For God, you believe in the Easter Bunny, Santa Claus, Allah, Jesus, it don't matter. Yep. Because you are holding on for dear life. Now, the kind of heater that your boy is on, because last night puts me at 16 and 3, my last 19 overall. Um, finally dropped one in Saturday in college football. Um, still trying to figure out how Josh Allen imploded for the cover on Sunday night, but I bought down to 10, so I got the push. But if I didn't know better, I'd say the fix was in with the, with the pick he threw at the, at the goal line hmm. to put him up by 20 or 24. Who was he throwing to? You probably saw it and go, oh, my God. It's like one of his buddies was kidnapped up in Jackson, Wyoming, and was down 10 grand as bookie and said, Josh, we got to win by 10, buddy. I'm biting it, and I'm going to be buried in the snow in <laughs> the mountains up there. You, 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 seriously, you're up, you're up 17. It's third and goal to four. Field goal with six minutes to go. The game falls on 13. He rolls out to his right. Who's he throwing to? There wasn't a receiver within 15 yards of where he was throwing it. Nope. He just threw a pick. He kind of shakes his head walking on the sideline going, well, my man Burt should be okay now. Aaron <laughs> goes down and scores. He went by 10, and everybody covers, and no one's going to think. You know, and then after the game, I, just, I did a couple of dumb things. But in the back of his brain, he's like, but I saved my boy Burt's life, and nobody has to know about it. And, and, and I know everybody says Arch Schleister comes to mind, but okay. But anyway, <laughs> we come back off that, and we're one of the few people that has the Browns on Monday night, Ohio outright by three touchdowns Tuesday, Central Michigan outright by 13 on Wednesday. But when you have the cojones to take the Texans, and when that game is over and you cover the 13-and-a-half, I thank Santa Claus. I'm an Easter Bunny guy, too, but, but I, I lean more towards Santa. Uh-huh. You know, the, the whole, whole, whole thing. The, e- the Eagles should have won that game last night by 28 points. If you really think about it, they had, they had the one turnover. They, it, was, it was unbelievable that the Texans covered. But when you got a double-digit home dog, which now going back the last two years is now 7-0 and against the spread in the NFL, and you've had it happen twice this year. You had... Tampa Bay minus 10 at Pittsburgh, lost outright 2018. Then you had your double-digit divisional home dog. Don't get triple DHD many often. Triple DHD, you don't get that often unless it's in the champagne room with Diamond, Alexis, or Mercedes. But, but you had that with Carolina plus 13.5 against Tampa. They won outright 21-3. But uh, i got to say thank you to David Mills for not throwing the pick six at the end of the game because that's what you thought. So he yep. off the goal line. He had a little wall. You're like, oh, my God, <laughs> this is going to hurt. This is going to leave a big-time mark on the 
on on, on the butt, as sports Gump would say, on the butt talks. Yeah. So we'll take it. We'll take the seventeen and three run, our sixteen three run, and roll into the weekend. That is. So, Yo, B Lang. <laughs> B Lang, strippers still have names. Diamond, Alexis, Cinnamon. They, they still going with those now? <laughs> Cinnamon. I played, listen, I played golf with Steve Harvey in Miami. It's two years ago. And I said to him, I go, bro, I have the greatest family feud question on the face of the planet Earth. I don't know if it can, if it'll, on family TV. He goes, what is it? 100 people surveyed, top five answers on the board. Name a name a stripper uses that's not her real name. Mm. He goes, I like that. He goes, what's the number one answer? I said, I said, Mercedes. I said, Mercedes. Number two answer is Porsche. Mercedes and Porsche. Yeah. I need, a, I need Mercedes at the DJ booth. Two songs called for Porsche to the main stage. And uh, let's put our hands together for Diamond. <laughs> so he, he was dying for like four holes. He's like, going, I can't get that on TV. But he goes, that would be a great question. I said, yep. Yep. Wait, wait, wait a second. They have family feuds now on the celebrity version where, like, the Kardashians face off against pro wrestlers. They could get that one in there. Come on now. That's true. I Well, that, listen, they didn't have the celebrity version when I played golf with Steve, but if I saw him now, I could probably get that. I got you. So there's a top five answers on the board. Name a name a stripper uses that's not her own. Ching! D-Lang, what do you got? I got all five if you want it. I got all five. <laughs> I got all five. And I got five more on top of that if you want them. Yeah. I can give you 15 as much time as I spent in those places. But anyway. That is fantastic. All right, Brandon. So uh, earlier somebody texted us, and they've been texting all week, Texas fans wondering why is Texas favored against Kansas State? They would kind of like to you know, prefer to be in the weeds a little bit on this game. I've seen two and a half and three all week long for Texas. Any thoughts on this game? Bro, it's crazy. After what they did to Oklahoma State and Gundy, who was so punch-struck after the game, was yelling, I'm a man. I lost by 48. <laughs> <laughs> I love Mike. At least Mike, at least Mike admits it and says, hey, yeah. we go. Unreal. Probably the most impressive win of the entire year by, by anyone over a team that I thought was was more, I thought it was the best team in the Big Twelve. Well, obviously I was wrong about that. So, um, four of the last five meetings between these two have been decided by one score. Um, we know Texas down the stretch, one and six against the number. Of the last Big Twelve road games starts zero and two this year on the road. Zero and three against the spread, back to back road games. Um, one and six against the spread with rest. One and four against the spread in game nines. Three and seven against the spread as conference favorites of seven or less, and two and four straight up against the spread off a road loss. You package all that together with the fact that K-State's 5-0 and against the spread in Game 9, and as a series host in this series, 8-2 and against the spread. I guess I would say, because of Sark's history of fading down the stretch, not a game I, not, not a game I would play, but if you're asking what the right side of the game is, I believe you'd feel better buying K-State up to plus 3 than laying 2 and a half with with Texas and force Sark to show that Texas is ready to roll. Yep. All right, B-Lang, let's go to the SEC with Tennessee going down to Athens to play Georgia. Minus eight and a half last time I checked for Georgia, which seems pretty steep with how good Tennessee has been all year. Who do you like in this one? It's really funny that there are numbers involved in this game that will blow you away when I read them to you about Georgia and how they favor Georgia in this game. Not just like numbers, like, like numbers. So Tennessee, two undefeated teams, 
0-5 straight up and against the spread versus 7-0 or 0 greater opponents. Wow. Georgia, after playing Florida, um, they're 15-0 and straight up after cocktail party games against Florida, including 8-0 straight up and 7-0 and against the spread when favored by fewer than 20 points. Also, defending college football national champions are 20-0 straight up since 2012 during the regular season in matchups of undefeated teams. So, I would tell you Georgia's not losing this game based on the numbers. I'm going to go against that and say this. Go to YouTube and watch the Missouri-Georgia game in Missouri. Missouri had them. Go to YouTube and watch Kent State went into Georgia plus 40, lost by 17, and it was a one-score game mid-third quarter. That was Kent State. And I just can't get past the fact that the reason why I use Tennessee as the biggest play of my life over Alabama was I'm more impressed with the 40 they put up on LSU than I am Georgia. Georgia may win this game, and and Georgia may blow them out. But I am not going to go against this Tennessee team, not with this offense. I just think it's their time. I think they've proven it, especially the road win at LSU, the home win over Alabama, putting up 52 on Saban. Um, And I don't like what I've seen from Georgia. And, and again, guys, I said this a couple weeks ago, Georgia really hasn't played any elite competition this entire year. No one elite. Florida's not elite. Missouri's not elite. Vandy's not elite. They haven't played anybody. And Tennessee has. They went into LSU. They played Alabama. So based on that, and you look at Georgia's schedule, I know the numbers say Georgia, but Vandy, Auburn, Missouri, Kent, South Carolina, I mean, Oregon week one, maybe. I see this game going right down the wire. Take the points. Yeah, that Oregon team's the only one, right, that that, uh, that, that may tell you a little bit there. Interesting stuff. Uh, the other one in the uh, SEC, Brandon, of course, is Bama and LSU. You just mentioned Saban, and you mentioned, is it somebody's time? Is it Brian Kelly's time to show us maybe he was the right choice for the Tigers? Bama by 13.5 is what I see here. Best thing Nick's got going for him is the GOAT and the duck and the Aflac of prime. That's the best thing he's got going. I mean, he could put the goat in the secondary and they might have a better chance of guarding these guys than what he's got back there right now. It's just not the same Bama team. And they've struggled on the road. And they commit penalties. And they're just a mess. An absolute mess. So, LSU 5-0 and against the spread with rest. I think that's a big key here for Brian Kelly. Daniels has looked great as of late. And, and, and like I said, um, this is probably the most undisciplined team that he has had. 15 penalties um, in the Texas game, 17 penalties in the loss to Tennessee. Um, guys, I got to take LSU plus the points. Yeah, it's a lot of points. Yeah, way too That's many what I points. Do too. Yeah. So I think Bama's going to get that dub, though. All right. Mm-hmm. How about Clemson? Notre Dame minus three and a half. For Clemson, will Dabo pull his quarterback again? Who knows? But I think he does have one of the best running backs in the nation and Will Shipley. How do you think this goes for Notre Dame? I think Notre Dame wins the game outright. Wow. I'm, I'm just not a believer in Clemson, especially after watching them struggle at home to Syracuse. And, and they don't win that game against Syracuse at that D-lineman doesn't knock the second-string quarterback out of bounds on a late hit. It was just a travesty because Syracuse had that game outright, and that was such a drive igniter, and it ignited everything in that game, and it was a shame. And, of course, Syracuse went back home flat and got drilled by this Notre Dame team. So Notre Dame comes back home, 
and faces Clemson. And I'll just keep saying it. I just think Clemson's doing it with mirrors. They've not faced really elite competition all year long. They've had kind of a cake schedule, and now they're kind of getting into the meat and potatoes of their schedule. And you look at Notre Dame. Notre Dame's played tough, had the stumble early against Marshall, um, and, and then they had another stumble at home. Um, but all things considered, I'm not a believer in Clemson. I'm not a believer in their schedule. I'm a believer in what I saw last week from Notre Dame, and I'm going to take Brian, uh, not Brian Kelly, but I'm going to take uh, Notre Dame plus the points. All right. Hey, quick one right here, B. Lang. This one's very interesting. Big 12 country. Oklahoma versus Baylor. Oklahoma minus three and a half. That's a different. That's a different one right there. What do you What do you like or see about this game? Last Saturday, to close out the month of October, I was trying to go to eight and zero in college football. And overall in college football for the year, I'm 17 and five. I'm having probably one of my best years ever. And I had two games that I was going to put on the website. It was either Iowa State early or Baylor late. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to play golf Saturday afternoon. Let me go ahead and use Iowa State early. And then I can come back off golf, chill, and watch the Baylor game. Of course, Iowa State's quarterback played about as bad as he did in fourth grade flag football back at Podunk Elementary School and just absolutely buried me. Um, I still see him throwing one grounders into the ground. Um, Just... If I saw him in public after that game, I probably would have beat him with an extra life, a yellow wiffle ball bat. But again, when you, when you do with the yellow wiffle ball bat, it's just a misdemeanor, and you get 30 in a mental institution. If it's an aluminum bat, it's a felony you're going to prison. Just remember that also. If you stab somebody with the plastic food court, it's a misdemeanor. If you go with the actual silverware, it's a felony you're going to do time, just in case you're having a little anger management problem. So then I have to step back and watch Baylor just absolutely destroy, and I do mean destroy, Texas Tech. And I had a stat going into that Baylor game that I was literally nauseous, didn't get much sleep. Then I went to a strip bar and blew another two grand just to add misery to life. But anyway, here's the stat. So going into that game last Saturday night, Baylor was 19-1 and against the spread as a conference underdog when facing an opponent that was off a straight-up and against the spread win. Texas Tech was off a straight-up and against the spread win the week before. Baylor goes in there and hammered them, and they are now 20-1 and against the spread, facing an opponent off a straight-up and against the spread win. Who's coming off a straight-up and against the spread win? Oklahoma, who buried me with Iowa State. Now i got to sit there and finish the month. I've never finished a month perfect in college football and Oklahoma did that to me, or the quarterback Fresh State did it to me. So Baylor, 20-1 against the spread, face an opponent, off a straight-up against the spread win. Give me Baylor plus the points. I'm going to come on your show next week and go 21-1 and straight-up against the spread. There you go. All right, anything else in college before we hit a couple NFL games? No, you you uh, you touched on them all. Beautiful. All right, NFL wise, why don't we just go ahead and start with Tom Brady and the confusing Bucks against Matt Stafford and the confusing Rams. Bucks by three at home. What in the world is this game going to be? Yeah, bad news out of Hollywood. Todd Bowles flew out to audition for the adult version of Different Strokes. He didn't get the role with Gary Coleman. It's it's, it's uh. It's really bad. And Kanye had, of course, for the dope version of Todd Bridges, he didn't get the part. And they're both just an absolute mess. And then Todd Bowles didn't get upgraded to first class and was stuck in the last row coach where the seat doesn't go back. Oh. So he couldn't even fly private. So, you know, he's, and then, then he's, that seat last, last, in, last in the plane, 
the bathroom's right behind you. Mm. So he had to deal with that. For, and then the flight from L.A. to Tampa, that's five and a half hours. It was just absolute misery. Then you got to come back, and your quarterback's playing like he's 479 years old, and you're facing a Rams team that literally has owned this series. Eight and one against the spread, last nine in this series. And I'm sorry, boys, Shaq Barrett being out for Tampa is huge. Absolutely huge. L.A. gets the win. All there right. Go. All right. What about this game in the NFC West? The Cardinals minus two against the rolling Seattle Seahawks. Be lying. Who you like in this one? To me, it's the hardest game on the board. To me, it's the hardest game on the board because everything Seattle has touched has turned to gold. Everything. And you think about the Raiders going to the Saints and not crossing midfield with all those weapons till the fourth quarter. And then you think about Seattle, that same Seattle team, and Geno Smith, they rolled into the Saints and absolutely hammered them. But I think they put up 38 on them or something like that. So everything points to Seattle, Arizona, 1-7 and seven against the spread at home with the division of revenge, 1-7 and seven against the spread at home, laying five or less. The numbers most certainly they take Seattle, and you know what? I think you have to take Seattle or stay away. Seattle or stay away with that one. Talking with Brandon Lang, Brandon Titans, Chiefs, big line here. Kansas City, 12-and-a-half is what I'm seeing. Uh, Tannehill and Henry not practicing yesterday. Henry says he'll play. Uh, that is a big number. You've told us to lay some big numbers, though, in the NFL this season, and you've been right. What about Mahomes and 12-and-a-half? I will tell you this. Wait till Sunday. If Tanny Hill is playing and Henry is playing, they will cover that number. If Tanny Hill is not playing, they will not cover that number because they have no shot with Willis to cover that number on the road because Spagnola put eight in the box. He'll take away the run and say, I'll force this rookie quarterback to beat us. Andy Reid out of a bye week. We know his numbers. His numbers are unbelievable. Um, coming out of a bye week. In his career, 48 and 22 against the spread when favored. Um, and coming off a of bye week, averages 36 plus points. I'm going to have to uh, lean towards Casey unless Tannehill plays. And then I got to trust the guy whose hot wife has the courage to take a gun through security at the Miami airport. Let's go with Tennessee. <laughs> that is an attractive, gutsy wife he has right there. All right, uh, before we let you go, then anything else in the NFL that we missed? Just, uh, just Jacksonville. Hmm. I know they've been bad. I know they. I know they've been, you know, horrible. But I cannot back a team that can't cross midfield until the fourth quarter against the Saints. And I don't think any problems you have can be fixed within seven days. Yes, they stayed on the East Coast. They didn't fly back. But I think there's something wrong being in Vegas. There's something wrong with the Raiders. I think Carr's lost the locker room. I think McDaniel's lost the locker room. I think this is a bigger game for Jacksonville than it is for, 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 for the Raiders, and I just don't see them winning. And by the way, I have one more stat for you about the NFL. Okay. ridiculous stat just to leave your listeners with, and this is the one we'll leave you with right here. The Atlanta Falcons are 2-20-1 against the spread at home during the regular season when coming off a home win. They do not cover two games in a row at home. They didn't cover last week, but coming off a home win, not a cover, just if they're coming off a home win next game out, 2-20 against the number with a push. Wow. 
Right. Now that is a number. Uh, Brandon Lang, check out brandonlang.com. Check out the Believe Me Show with Cordell Stewart at Believe Sports if you want to check out all the good stuff they've got as well. Brandon, always appreciate it, man. Enjoy the games. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Brandon. Good stuff as always. A lot of interesting stuff there. He says Tennessee plus that eight and a half is the right move in Athens. Yo, two thou at the strip club, yeah. B Lang. Yo. The man's, ex- <laughs> the man's had some experience. The man's had some experience, and it's got a little bit of a wallet, sounds yeah, like, too. Yeah, sound like Mercedes won cheap. Man, that's a Mercedes AMG. That's what that is. He that's said, serious. That's right. He said he would not play the Texas K-State game, but if you're going to do it, he says, buy K-State up to plus three oh, if you can. He's thinking the same thing you and I were. It just doesn't feel like K-State should be the favorite in that game. Uh, all right, more of, uh, obviously, more football talk coming up with Texas and K-State. Uh, at 2.05, it's Jeff Ketchum from OrangeBloods.com. His final thoughts on it. He was one of those guys that did not trust Texas going to Stillwater. We'll see if he's got any trust for him going to Manhattan. Up next, it's the Flex 30 segment. If you didn't hear history last night, we'll tell you where you can hear it and see it when it comes to that LBJ game, plus some more all-flex volleyball final and we'll tell you about some games tonight. Don't move. It's the horn. That's a great little riff there. Led Zeppelin for the kids. You a Zeppelin guy at all, Zay? They all right. They all right? They all right. I know what they mean to music history. Let's see if we could get you. I'm trying to think of what Led Zeppelin album would I tell you to listen to. Zeppelin fans, help me out here. Would we tell them to listen to Zeppelin 4? Would we go back to maybe earlier, go 1 or 2? Houses that are holy? Physical graffiti? What would you do with Zay? How do you introduce somebody to a Led Zeppelin, full Led Zeppelin record? I might go all the way back to just Led Zeppelin 1 and say, here's how it started. Go. Just take it. Hit the bluesy side. Uh, You can't go wrong with Zeppelin, though. In my opinion, I am a Zeppelin guy. Uh, Amy Grant and Cutting Crew. Can't go wrong there either. Although I can't vouch for the full album on those two. Somebody on Spec's text line said that Amy Grant was a cheat. Was a low-down, dirty hussy. What? Yes. No. She cheated on her first husband to get to O'Gill. Oh, to get to Vince? Stick to Vince, yeah. His voice is magical. It might make you go oh, crazy. Don't give her a pass. Might make you go crazy. I don't, don't know. give her a pass. If she's a hussy, you were talking I about how she's such she, a nice girl. I and, she was. Apparently, the image is one thing, and maybe the reality is another one. I'll just have to learn my lesson there. Mm. That's a shame. She did Horace Grant wrong. That is just a shame. <laughs> not Horace Grant. Oh no. my bad. She was not. That would have been a great power couple, though. <laughs> Dude, if Amy Grant had had been uh, had started dating Horace Grant back in the day, that would have yeah. been awesome. Yeah, Amy, I left you because you would answer Michael's calls. Whenever Michael called, there was an issue, and whenever I called, we would also have a problem. Uh, she wasn't trying to have that, Horace. so she said, "I'm going to go to this Vince guy." And yeah, Hor- he's, more, he's more talented than you. You're no Michael. Horace is my second favorite all-time NBA player in specs after Kareem. Kareem's got to be my all-timer because I grew up watching him in the specs, but he's the next one. Horace, my second favorite guy that wore glasses all the time on the floor. I'm trying to think. He had a great look, and then he would color code it. When he was with the Bulls, he was rocking the red, and then when he ended up in Orlando, he rocked the blue. 
Okay. Yeah, 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 he did his thing. I, I like that. I can't think of nobody who wore specs. For, well, I don't know why Rip Hamilton's coming to mind, but he had the whole well, nose. Rip went with that mask. mask. Cool. He made yeah. the mask look very cool. Yeah. I like the guys that would get hurt and bust their face up, but then the mask, they would shoot well, and then they just kept wearing Rip just kept wearing it. Oh, yeah, Rip. Yeah, Rip was that dude. Now, okay, appreciate it. Who said? Kevin Dunn. Rambus. Thank you, Kevin. Rambus was nice. Rambus, yeah, yeah. When yeah, he got true. his ass knocked out by Mikel. The great thing about Rambus was you knew Kareem and Horace Grant had walked into a sporting goods store. It looked like Kurt Rambus walked onto a college campus <laughs> and stole those from like a philosophy professor. <laughs> That's what was my favorite part. He was wearing glasses during the game. Hey, not specs. Kurt didn't bring much to the table. Just ran the floor and. Be tough. Oh yeah, yeah. Hey, be on the lookout when Magic's pushing that rock, and you be good. That's You're right. gonna get playing time. Head on a swivel. Head yeah. on a swivel with uh, with Kurt Rambis out there. All right, a lot of stuff on the board today. A lot of football out there. Somebody texted earlier about Connor Wegman, the starter for A and M, possibly being out. I have, I have not seen anything about that. That would obviously be um, you know his uh, what second start coming up. Right? They got Florida this week, right? They got Florida. How you feeling? Saturday morning. Um, it's one of the ones they have to have. If they have any <laughs> shot at a bowl, they got to have it. Yeah, toilet bowl. They got to have it. I'm concerned about Richardson and the, and his feet because Dart ran all over that field against A&M. They gave up just pure rushing yards. So I'm concerned. They yeah. can absolutely, obviously, they could lose that game. So um, I'll pick A&M because they're at home. But barely. I mean, I'm hoping for a barely come on guys kind of win, but I wouldn't be shocked if they lost it. Hey, you know how I feel? I feel the, hope the Gators run all over I know the you dog. do. I know Chomping you do. Chomping all over the place. Man, Old Miss, if, if Old Miss didn't throw out the blueprint, I don't know what, what blueprint you'd look for. 390 on the ground. Pretty simple. Uh, a lot of stuff out there today uh, in terms of football. We'll get uh, back to some college and pro stuff. Also, uh, we got a little high school to get to here. Let's get to our Flex 30 segment. Big games coming tonight, including for Zay's Bowie Bulldogs. Here we go. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. All right, Zay, how confident are you tonight, Bowie? Lake Travis, you're going there. Uh, their senior night. You gonna go ruin their senior night for them? Uh, that's the plan. That's the plan. But okay. we know these powerhouse blue blood type schools like a Lake Travis. It won't be easy, you know. And for me, it's just about being healthy going into the playoffs. Now that's key. That's that's key. Because you if can't. Get, yeah, you can't ultimately gain anything tonight, one way or the other. No, yeah. no. So hopefully, we can take some momentum from this game, win or lose. Going into the playoffs in the postseason, but yeah, as long as Coach Abel's crew is majority healthy, I'm good with that. Yeah, and the best I can tell after talking to Craig Way yesterday, because you know it got really confusing with the with all the different point differential stuff and everything. The best I can tell you is I think you need to root for Cedar Ridge to lose and be out of things and and get out of the playoffs because I believe if they're out, that's when you guys will match up with Maynard. But if they get in, I like that matchup. But if they get in, I think that's when you'll match up with Vandegrift. I don't like that matchup. Right. So uh, that is what you need to look for. I think as a Bowie fan, I would tell you that uh, you should be probably. And, and by the way, I've also been told you'll go to one of those teams' home fields in the first round 
the one home and home. The one seeds get to host. Oh man! So, uh, yeah, if you have to play Vandergriff, you'll go to Vandergriff. If you have to play Mainer, you'll go to Mainer. And trust me, of those two things, I've been to both this year. Uh, you'd rather go to Mainer. <laughs> I'm not talking to Mustangs out. I'm just saying, of those two environments, I think I'd rather go hang out with Mainer. Yeah, when they put that big ass Viper inflation thing up to go through it's a little intimidating yeah so I, I i'm with you there they just won district that vipers crew they're ready to make a run in the playoffs and i'd rather not see them even though quentin joiner's an absolute monster going to southern cow i'd rather see those guys in the manor mustangs yeah more dimensions to vandergriff right oh yeah now. yeah oh yeah uh so we'll keep an eye on that obviously that game right here for you on the horn tonight lake travis and Bowie. uh that game bringing you Lake Travis all season long. 6.30 is the Flex pregame. Lake Travis and Bowie kick at 7.30. All right, if you missed it last night, do we have Craig Way calling history? I was listening when it happened. The math all worked out. It was, first, It was. Uh, I can't remember the down, maybe second down. Craig's probably about to tell us. From the 17, and Cedric Alexander needed 15. It all kind of worked out. Here's what it sounded like. On second down and seven, the ball is at the Crockett Cougar 17-yard line. The handoff to the right side. Alexander turning the corner. Alexander to the 10, to the 5. Touchdown and a record for Cedric Alexander. 17 yards on the touchdown run for Cedric Alexander, who's just become the all-time career rushing leader in AISD history. Congratulations to number 28, right around the edge. So impressive. Doing what he does, uh, breaking tackles, shedding tackles, and he's up over like 4,900 yards now. (laughs) And and he's got like 70 touchdowns, which is the all-time AISD record for that, for rushing touchdowns as well. I just can't get over how great he is and how incredible that feat is. I mean, AISD with all the players to come through all the schools, all the years, and for him to break that record on a touchdown, like you heard Craig Way, like he broke it on a touchdown. Yeah. So he'll have that memory. That's big time for East Austin, LBJ Jaguars, and that community. And by the way, if you go to flxatx.com, or I also tweeted it out today. Remember, I'm at chastings1049. Zay is at ain't that underscore Zay at FLXATX on your socials as well. Uh, He ran that play almost right at Snoop and knocked Snoop over. Like he's coming (laughs) right at Snoop Daniel. So you can go check out that footage. Snoop got an incredible angle on it and we paired up, uh, I say we, Snoop paired up the Craigway call with his video. So it's really cool. FLXATX.com You can go check that out. Uh, Also, we've got the all volleyball flex watch list that's now down to the finalists. We've been giving you the different positions throughout the week. Let's shout out the pin hitters as we close out the week. Mackenzie Plant from Dripping Spring a Tennessee commit. Man, I love Zay seeing all these different commitments listed where things are already set up, ready to roll, getting a great education, going to play high-level volleyball. Congratulations to all these young ladies. McKenzie's going to Tennessee, as I mentioned. 3.7 kills per set and 60 aces on the season heading into the playoffs. Logan's got bounce. Yeah, Logan Brannon of Lake Travis also on the list. Uh, she is 6'2 and headed to Notre Dame. Her mom is an assistant coach for UT Volleyball. Interesting. 426 kills, 20 blocks as they head into the playoffs. Emma Patman of Cedar Ridge, also a senior. She's headed to Lafayette College when she is done with high school. She broke the school record with 601 kills this season. 433 digs, 48 
aces. Yeah, she's good. Uh, Julia Hopkins is a junior at Westwood. She is also an all-flex watch list finalist. Angelo State is where she'll be headed. Uh, and she is uh, listed here as a snooper sleeper pick. So that's Snoop Daniel telling you. This is one of his favorites. 462 on the kills, 258 on the digs as they head to the playoffs. And how about this one, Zay? Kayla Lopez, senior out of Rouse. She's going to San Jose State. Congrats. We talked about some of the West Coast folks yesterday headed out that way. It's got to be cool. Uh, She is 5'5", but according to Snoop here, a crazy vertical with 408 kills, 442 digs so far, and has 40 aces at 5'5". Yeah, you would have to think, just like majority of all other sports, Texas has to be reign supreme when it comes to volleyball, too. Like, I think right. there's just too much talent in this state and this area, Central Texas, specifically, where these girls, they're going to go and have opportunities to play collegiate volleyball because of how good they are and how good they play and what they play year-round. Like, playing with these club and select teams is not just, you know, high school sports. Like, they play year-round. Right. So when you get to see these girls and see these guys in different sports and you're playing all the time, you cannot help but get seen and get recruited. So shout-out to all these ladies and especially going into the postseason. Yeah, all that hard work that's being done. Uh, by the way, uh, I guess we should also mention Westlake's 150 in a row now. You see Come that? on, in volleyball too? Not in volleyball. Okay. I'm just saying last night they won. Say, no, they won the football okay, game. you're about the, to make me have a heart attack. No, no, I'm about no, to say, no. I ain't trying to hear that, Chad. No, no, I no. I already no. have to deal with that in football, no, no, no. basketball, and all that. They be- <laughs> reign supreme and just dominate in every sport. It's okay. No, okay. Fo- football. Football. All right, all they, right. they beat Buda Johnson last night 72-7. Uh, and also... <sighs> Man, shot. We mentioned LBJ. They won that game forty nine nothing. If we didn't mention it, and Vandegrift closed out their season regular season fifty six to ten. They beat Westwood, taking that district title, and uh, they will be a one seed somewhere. It's just a matter of are they going one division one or division two. That'll all be determined tonight, and then Bowie will know whether they are playing Vandegrift or Mayner. Yeah, and hey, we talk about these quarterbacks a lot. I think Paxton Land, he's getting that groove. He's getting that groove at the right time, and yeah, for yeah. him to fill in for Kate Kubnick and fill in those big shoes, I think they got the right guy to make a run and maybe a fourth championship, which I don't want to say, but uh, yeah, got to show them love. They deserve it. Might be headed that way. Also, the other team that's really paying attention to whether Vandergriff goes Division One or Division Two, if your Bowie Bulldogs don't end up playing them in Division Two, Lake Travis plays them in Division One. That'd be a hell of a first-round matchup, too. Yeah, it would. Lake Travis and Van- would have to go to Vandergrift. Somebody's going to Vandergrift next week to face the Vipers. Is it Lake Travis or is it Bowie? That's going to be a heck of a game one way or the other. Good atmosphere, I'm sure, out there at, uh, at the Vipers' house, the Viper Pit, next week. All right, there's your flex segment. We do it every day about 1.30. Jeff Ketchum of Orange Blood's coming up at 2.05 with the latest on the Longhorns. What's he hearing about the health on the defensive backfield situation? But also, where's he leaning on this game? He picked Oklahoma State to win in Stillwater, and he was right. Is he going to pick K-State, or does he think the Longhorns get this win and get a sixth in a row against the Wildcats? We'll find out at 2. Up next, it's Where We At in Society with Zay. Don't move. It's the horn.
Chad and Zay rolling through a Friday. I'm going to guess before it starts. Desert Plains by Judas Priest? That's right. Yeah, baby! We're going way back! That's way back. That's the Point of Entry album, I think. I think that's right. Yeah, Point of Entry album. From Desert Plains, I bring you love. Come on now. I can't hit the high note like Rob. There's no way I could do that. I did see Judas Priest this last year out at... HEB Center in Cedar Park. I saw him. 50th anniversary tour. Rob Halford still killing it. Little Judas Priest for you. Here he is, right here. There it is. Judas Priest, Led Zeppelin, Amy Grant, Cutting Crew, all on the list today. Desert Plains is one of those songs that I don't quite understand how it still finds its way onto the set list. Not that I dislike the song, it's all right. The crowds love Desert Plains. Just a really basic run of the mill kind of pre song to me. They love it. Yeah. There's certain songs that the the bands realize, oh, I guess we need to play that one because like they really get into it. So that's one of those that, It's always about the timing of a song sometimes. Like where it is in the it's set. Like where too. It is. Yeah. 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 You're right. No, sometimes it happens. There's certain songs like that that I've always it fascinates me as a music snob. Like, wow, it's it's always in the set. They they feel like they need to put it in there. Uh, so shout out to Priest for still being out there touring. Hopefully you got some good musical stuff going on. My daughter is excited about all kinds of things. We're trying to figure out how to get tickets to this Taylor Swift concert that's coming through town. There's one of the One Direction guys, not Harry Styles. It's about to put out a record. She's excited about that. No, this is uh, Louie, I think. Louie. I think Louie's about to put out another record. She's in. She's ready for that. Okay. And every day she shows me pictures of what Harry Styles is wearing in the L.A. shows. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you. She is, I didn't know One Direction was this big time for the other guys to go do their thing and yeah. make money off of I'm telling you. Fame. Yeah. I, I get Zane. I get it. He's He looks different than the rest of the crew, so I get why he stands out. And Obviously, the Harry Styles thing. I didn't know. The other three were doing their own thing. Too. Yeah. Harry's been successful, obviously. Yeah, you mentioned Zane. Louis had at least one or two albums. This uh, Niall kid, Niall whatever he is, the the Irish guy, they're all English except him. He's Irish. Niall Horan. How do I know these names? I mean, he makes me a good father or a maniac, one of the two. Uh, and I yeah, can't... you're a good father. And you're li- up there, father of the year, you and Brett Favre. And Lee. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you putting me up there, <laughs> up there with Brett. Both of y'all yeah. have sacrificed for y'all's daughters. That is true. That is true. Hopefully, mine was legal. Uh, hopefully, mine was a legal <laughs> sacrifice. Yes. Uh, although some would say what I wore to the Harry Styles show might not have been legal in in some areas. All right. So a lot of stuff going on today as we roll through. We got Jeff Ketchum coming up from Orange Bloods. For a reminder, Twin Peaks Round Rock is where Rod and Hards are going to be. There are a lot worse places to start your weekend. Get on out. To Twin Peaks Round Rock. They'll be giving away a $50 man card. Uh, actually, there may be multiple man cards throughout the show, uh, so stay tuned for that. They are coming up with Ball Don't Lie at 3 o'clock. Right now, though, it's Where Are We At in Society. Let's see what Zay's got. Where are we at in society today? All right. I got another little uh, present on Twitter from Zay. Zay in my DMs once again, sending me stuff from TMZ. Yeah, 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 and it goes to Xavier Howard, cornerback for the Dolphins, who's been hit with an STD accuser, which he is saying is just a scorned lover, Mm. ex-lover, that's trying to shake him down in this lawsuit. Wait, the lawsuit is about him giving her an STD? Yeah, so basically Uh. he had the STD, knew about it, 
Jane Doe is claiming. We don't know her real name. And he still proceeded to have sexual activities with her, knowing that he's going around with the herp. How do you... I wonder how you prove that. That's what I'm saying. How do you prove his knowledge of it? I don't know, but she's trying to blow it up. She said, oh. He says it's the epitome of a shakedown. She's threatened him via text message saying, I will come to your job while you're in meetings planning for whatever you have, whatever match you have on Sunday, and let everybody know you gave me the herp. Wow. This week they're getting ready to go to Chicago, so he'll be breaking down uh, you know, Justin Fields and, and all of that. Yeah. Wow. So, because he's a cornerback, right? Yes, cornerback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty so, good corner too. He's made the Pro Bowl multiple times. He's gonna be trying to figure out how just how to contain Justin Fields in that offense, and she may bust the door down and let them all know what happened. <laughs> That's rough. Yeah. So he's saying that it should be thrown out. He's saying that the woman has stalked him, threatened him with violence, and has tried to extort him for cash. So. He's put her messy text messages out there, which don't look good on her side. She okay. looks a little bit crazy. But okay. again, if you give somebody the herp, I can understand you getting a little crazy. Right. Like her getting crazy is one thing, but that's separate from did you know you had it when yeah. you had sex with her? That's that's all we really need to know, right? Yeah. That's the important part. That's kind of, but yeah, if, if you don't have some kind of proof, how is she going to prove that one? That is tough. That is tough. That's another reason. Another reason. Why you got strapped the Jimmy hat on extra tight. Maybe protect uh, protect yourself. By the way, this morning, my wife and I went to vote. Have you seen these little finger condoms they have at the voting stations? Have you run into this yet? No. These little, I mean, that's what they look like. They just look like condoms that are, the say, the diameter of, I don't know, a penny, something like that. And it's just literally to put your finger in so when you go vote, it's a COVID, I guess it's a post-COVID thing, where if you want to be extra sanitary and safe, you put this on your finger and that's how you vote. What the hell? I went to vote too and they made me go raw dog. (laughs) (laughs) They made you raw vote? Yeah, they made me raw vote. What the hell? Now I'm not trying to be like Xavier Howard on my finger, but come on now. I want a finger condom. That's That's what they mean by raw voting data. (laughs) <laughs> That's what they mean by that. I had no idea. It was the last time I voted. I saw him. I'm like, wait, what, what is that? So I went Now, ahead. could you use that finger condom in different sexual activity? Would that work? If I, you, you know, gone and I really don't. that thing. Up I and, uh, really don't know. Uh, okay. I do know there was a pile of them there if you need a few. I mean, I might look into that. Try I'm trying to have a good time. Be safe. <laughs> I don't know. You could probably you could probably try it out. But I did I did practice safe voting today. Good. I did practice safe voting at my local precinct. All right. And remember, yeah, early voting continues. I think through today. And if you're interested, obviously, you know, uh, election day is midterm. Election day is on Tuesday. If that is something you're interested in, I left my I voted sticker in the car. I didn't think I needed to broadcast that here at the station. All right. Uh, coming up. It is Jeff Ketchum of OrangeBloods.com. His thoughts on Texas and Kansas State. Plus, he is a Philadelphia Phillies fan that just watched those two games back-to-back. Where's his baseball fan psyche? We'll find that out, too, on the horn.